Good evening, everyone. Welcome to your D1T and 5 for the evening of Friday, February 5th, 2021. I'm Connor Newcomb, and let's get right into the biggest stories. The Pac-12 has selected turnkey ZRG to assist in its search for its next commissioner. The league hopes to have a new commissioner in place by the end of the academic year. Oregon President and Pac-12 CEO Chair Michael Schill said, quote, We're looking forward to identifying a highly accomplished and diverse pool of candidates from which to select our next commissioner. And on the topic of potential Pac-12 candidates, the San Jose Mercury News' John Wilner looks at a number of angles, including if Washington AD Jen Cohen should be in the mix, writing, quote, The commissioner position is far more of a corporate job, and frankly, we aren't sure if that appeals to Cohen. The other piece is personal and likely applies to many possible candidates. Would Cohen be willing to uproot her family? The presidents have not settled on a location for the conference office. That's an issue they want to resolve with the next commissioner. Were Cohen to emerge as the preferred candidate, it's entirely possible the presidents would be willing to move the HQ to Seattle. But that's hardly a centralized location, and we suspect there could be a pushback from the Los Angeles and Arizona schools in particular. New Georgia AD Josh Brooks's deal goes through June 30th of 2025 and starts at $750,000 with annual $25,000 increases with the first one coming this July. In addition, Brooks gets a country club membership and two full-size automobiles. More from the dog's leader as he's promoted senior associate AD for sports medicine Ron Corson to executive associate AD at Georgia. San Antonio will officially host the Division I Women's Basketball Championship in a quasi-bubble with 64 teams descending upon the city and surrounding region from March 21st to April 4th. The 63-game tournament will take place at five venues and six courts, with first-round play taking place at the Alamo Dome, Bill Greehe Arena at St. Mary's, the Frank Irwin Center at Texas, the University Events Center at Texas State, and the UTSA Convention Center. Second-round play will shift entirely to San Antonio-based venues, and rounds beginning with the Sweet 16 will be played at the Alamo Dome. Diamond Health will serve as the COVID-19 testing provider, and no decision has been made regarding fan attendance. NCAA VP of Women's Basketball Lynn Holzman said, quote, We're fortunate to be working with San Antonio, with features one of the most experienced local organizing committees in the country, and our number one priority is to focus on creating and implementing safety controls in an environment for student-athletes, coaches, administrators, officials, and everyone else associated with the championship. Clemson alumnus Stuart McWhorter and his wife Leanne pledged a $2.5 million Cornerstone Partner gift in support of the softball program, which played its inaugural season in 2020. In recognition of the gift, the softball stadium will be renamed McWhorter Stadium. Michigan State Athletic Director Bill Beekman will not reverse plans to cut the men's and women's swimming and diving team, even after the department received a $32 million gift from former men's basketball student-athlete Matt Ishbia. Beekman said, quote, As Matt so eloquently said, part of his vision has been to affect all of our student-athletes, past, present, and future. So for our swimming student-athletes that either are currently with us and decide to stay with us to finish their degrees, the Spartan for Life Fund and program that we're starting will obviously be a great benefit to all student-athletes, including our swimmers and divers. But fundamentally, our decision to end the program at the end of the season remains. $20 million from Ishbia's donation will go towards the expansion of the Scandalaris Football Center, while $2 million will help create the Spartan for Life Fund to provide leadership and career development for student-athletes. MSU Athletics is currently facing a Title IX lawsuit from 11 current female swimmers seeking to keep the program around beyond this season. 
Despite facing a class action Title IX lawsuit from four Hawkeye women swimmers, Iowa AD Gary Barta is standing by his decision to cut four sports in an effort to save $5 million annually, noting that a consultant had reassured him that the department would be in compliance with Title IX before he announced the plan to eliminate men's gymnastics, men's tennis, and men's and women's swimming and diving. Barta said, quote, We've always been committed to gender equality and being in compliance with Title IX. We continue to be committed to that, and so that was part of the process when we went through it. While Barta acknowledges the possibility of maintaining women's swimming if the court rules against the university, he remains steadfast in the remaining cuts in an effort to mitigate a $50 to $60 million budget deficit. No decision yet on whether head football coach Kirk Ferentz and staff will receive incentive bonuses and raises for the season. In personnel news, Chandler Unified School District AD and former Arizona State football student-athlete Marcus Williams will join the Sun Devils as an associate AD and will assist with alumni relations. Stadium's Jeff Goodman reports that Portland AD Scott Lakeham has parted ways with men's basketball head coach Terry Porter. And the North Texas Board of Regents approved a contract extension for women's basketball head coach Jaylee Mitchell, with a final agreement expected to be confirmed in the coming days. And in COVID-19 news, Ryder men's basketball is going on pause after a positive test. That's your D1T and 5 for the evening of Friday, February 5th. I'm Connor Newcomb, reminding you to join us back here on Monday morning.